0: Welcome to Cena nerd, a podcast brought to you by GWW radio. I am not used to giving this intro because Matt usually gives it and he's usually the main host of this show, but Matt is on vacation or out of the United States. I'm pretty sure he's on the run. I'm pretty sure he did something bad and he regrets it sincerely. Hashtag poor Matt. But with me is two people who everybody is very familiar with and they've decided to step in for Matt. That's right, he can't be replaced by one co-host, but two. So I have Everett Horn.
1: So I'm pretty sure Matt he's not gone. He's like in a flashpoint universe right now. And he's he's doing this podcast with Pete and, and Casey Franco because that's how the flashpoint universe for Matt is. And we're just waiting on him to get back, really.
0: Well, that can't betrayal, but okay. <laughs>
1: It, it was it, it was the Flashpoint universe where Sarah never joined the show.
0: <laughs> apparently, Matt,
1: Matt vetoed your your addition to seated nerd. That's oh he oh
0: he did he did. I apparently I was supposed <laughs> to make him cookies and I never got that memo nor care to pay that shipping cost. So oh, yeah, no cookies for Matt. Hashtag poor Matt. And with us also is Carrie Gillette. Hi, Carrie.
2: Hi, and I think we can, once again, as I've been saying all week, blame Barry Allen for this Flashpoint timeline.
0: It's like old times. So, okay, then Carrie, why don't you start us off? Well, because he went
2: back in time and changed, well, he changed, he wrote. He re- he, wrote, he rewrote his own history and made another timeline, and a lot of things were really wonky in this new timeline,
1: I was a bit confused by this new timeline because, I mean, what what does the whole, like, what does Cisco's million dollar, like, business have anything to do with Martha Allen being alive? Is her name Martha? I just assume all DC hero characters is Martha <laughs> it's, now.
2: It's, it's Nora.
1: <laughs> Nora. Nora Allen. What does her death have anything to do with Cisco becoming a millionaire and, well, and Caitlin being a millionaire. Opt- it's because actress? every...
2: Everything was changed. Like, a, I don't know, like, just it's when you go back in time. I'm, I'm an expert on time travel. When you go back in time and change one thing in history, it has a ripple effect. Oh, shit, sorry, so, like, just dropped something. Even, like, the tiniest, the tiniest change when you go back in time has a ripple effect throughout the rest of time. Yeah, no, like, you like... can go back and change one little thing and all of a sudden everything's different.
1: I know, it's like the butterfly effect, but I just I feel like I don't know, I don't see like what the ripple of her being alive has anything to do with like half the stuff that happened. Like I get Joe and Iris and Wally all being different because they didn't grow up with Barry in their family, but I don't know, some of these other characters I didn't get. But
2: Rich Rich Sisko, I think, kind of saved the episode for me because his lines
0: were hilarious.
1: Yeah, he was the best. What do you think, sir?
0: No, I'm just trying to figure out how to answer your question and I think something that was missing in this episode that would could potentially have provided a clue to that ripple effect um in both Cisco and Caitlin's lives was the absence of Harrison Wells. Like in that timeline Because technically, by the end of the episode, the timeline changes yet again. So in terms of this episode, the timeline we're working with, we don't see Harrison Wells. And he had a big impact on both Cisco and Caitlin. So him not being around kind of says maybe that was the ripple effect. You remove Harrison Wells from their lives, then um, their lives changes. So it's interesting to consider, granted, we're now faced with a new timeline at the end of it. So I don't know how much time we can really ponder about that. I kind of liked it. I liked the subtlety um, that was applied, knowing or the writers knowing that at the end of it, they're going to change it yet again. So you don't want to get too attached to this new timeline to have it just ripped away. So it's just just added a lot of comedic effect to how things were different rather than dramatic effect The dramatic effect really came from the changes involving the west allen household
1: that's funny that you brought up harrison wells because i like whenever it came to explaining caitlin still being an optometrist i was like well i mean i guess she didn't like apply for to work at star labs to work Mm -hmm. with harrison wells like she did in like the original earth world but does that mean that, like, Cisco going to work for Harrison Wells, like, s- kept him from making this app that made him a millionaire? Because that, that's crazy. Yeah.
2: That sucks. Yeah. I think I, yeah. I mean, from what I know of time travel.
1: I did really like the scene, though, where Barry, like, kind of proved that he knew Cisco from that, like, story about when he was 15. Like, that was a really good scene. I like that. But, yeah, I thought I C- I, Cisco was the I best I kind of
2: wanted, I wanted this flashpoint universe to kind of continue I-, I thought it was going to be a couple episodes of this that's what i, I was wondering we yeah two or three episodes of this because i kind of wanted to see it play out a little more but and i was surprised that halfway through i think it was all of a sudden he's like i'm the flash i'm from another timeline
0: well i was just i was just gonna argue that you can also say you're still gonna see flashpoint pay off because it's not it's not over like, they corrected yeah. the timeline, but they did not put everything back in its place. So, I mean, the, the this initial Flashpoint um, universe has been rewritten yet again, so there's still time to play with all of the differences and the dynamic changes. And, and actually, I'm more excited about this prospect coming into Episode 2, because it seems like a lot more um, consequences are to be had in this timeline than in this original one
1: can we talk about how stupid it was of barry to like trust eobard thawne to go back and, and just kill his mom and not touch anything else
0: first of all it's never stupid to include eobard thawne in a flash episode because no. his relationship with barry allen is amazing it so is amazing. i don't care but i, I mean, think Barry gave up he, he, like he trusted him way too quickly right. like it was just like
2: I mean like he was just like okay three months no but like he literally went from holding him in a cage for three months to all of a sudden being like all right come on out of the cage let's go fix this and it was like yeah, because I, I don't know you kind of wanted a little more back and forth between them before he trusted them so quickly to go back and fix everything the exact same way
0: but, I, like... don't think it was, I don't think it was the trust in him I think it was more that I am losing everything from my past life that I've been wanting that I want to hold on to even in this new life I've managed to create for myself but that's too risky to do anymore. I know I need you to go back here and help me do this. And also, he knows that the reverse flash is inter- is always interested in how he can like, uh, when I'm, there's a word I'm I'm searching for that I can't find right now, but it's that self-interest in the reverse flash. That's the faith that Barry Allen puts in him. It's like not, oh, you're going to do this favor for me. No, it's that you need me too. Like, we both need to go back and fix this because the whole time the reverse flash wants to go back. He oh. needs, that event needs to happen for his history too.
1: I just feel like it's like, I was trying to come up with a metaphor in my head But it's like kind of getting like A brand newly released prisoner Who you knew did like terrible things To go and Andy do something Andy really? Yeah, well, yeah, to get like yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, exactly But it's like to get a brand A newly released prisoner To go do something for you But also ask them to drop your kid off at school for you It's just <laughs> like I, Like he brought Iris in there To kind of remind him Oh, you know like, I know that he ne- looked like he needed help walking or whatever, but it's just, like, remind him, oh, it's Mrs., the future Mrs. Allen, you know, I'm gonna, g-, like, I knew he was gonna mess something up. Like, the minute he, can't, he went back to the house and just walked in and it was Joe and Wally, like, I was like, there's gonna, something's gonna have happened to Iris, but you saw her in the picture frame that was sitting on the bed, on, like, the couch coffee table, so I was like, so he didn't kill her, so now something else is up
0: yeah and that's that relationship with um joe and i think what they the writers did is that last season we saw how fractured the relationship between joe and um wally was because wally wasn't always around so i almost want to speculate that that's going to be the relationship between joe and iris in this new timeline like she didn't grow up with joe being her father maybe and that's why wally was there and she wasn't and i think that's really interesting like to do that switch
1: what if iris is racing cars and she becomes the flash (laughs)
0: lady flash
1: or what if she becomes zoom and then my season two theories will come to fruition
0: god I mean, the worst part of this episode was that moment when the rival, like, revealed himself to be Jay Garrick. Oh, I'm sorry, that's not in this episode, that's going to be in a future episode, though, I was right?
1: ask, how sad were you that it wasn't Teddy Sears, Sarah? I mean, I know I was... that, it, like, your heart dropped a little bit, I know it.
0: I know he's going to appear eventually, I just can't say when for certain, but I know that they have are bringing him back. Unfortunately, everything from my is heart.
2: better everything is better with Jay Garrick.
0: Nobody <laughs> <Everybody laughs> says that. Nobody says that.
2: I have it on I have it on a coffee mug, which I am selling.
1: That'd be a good business, because everyone will buy it.
0: Just because ever brought one doesn't mean everybody wants one with <laughs> <to> Jay Garrick. <laughs> They're selling fabulously in Sweden. Yeah. Very popular. No, but, but what did both of you think about the rival and how he was used in this episode?
1: He was pretty dumb. He like he was a he had a dumb costume, and like the way like I don't know something about the way he talked. Uh, who did he? He reminded me of like a Power Rangers villain. Like, <laughs> like from like oh the, my god from like.
0: That's the, true. <laughs> yeah. it's very timely. I'm sorry. i sorry. yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: like it, yeah, I mean I don't know. Like from the screenshots, I thought he looked really cool, but just seeing it live, I was just like, nah. I think just, like, the way he pursed his lips while he talked just kind of made it look really stupid, and, like, I don't know. I, he was, like, it was cool to see another speedster, I guess, and it was it was fun to see Barry, like, kick the shit out of him, and he was like, "It's impossible, yeah, but yeah. Not.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think it's cool to see another speedster, I'm... I, I think it's been played out, and I'm actually glad that they teased at the very end, Doctor Alchemy, because I think that's going to be a much more interesting villain than um, than the Rival could be, even though he has history in the books. So I guess to to plan an Easter egg, that's always cool for people to see. But at the same time, I just uh, speedsters. There can only be so many, right? You Carrie, think, what Carrie? are your thoughts?
2: My first initial thought on The Rival was that he was a very handsome speedster. (laughs) That was my first Carrie initial thought. I wasn't happy to see another speedster either. It was kind of... It's it's definitely, like Sarah said, it's kind of, like, overplayed. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I hope they don't make him the main... Like, I know he's not going to be the main focus, but, like, they... I'm okay with a speedster showing up for, like, an episode or two, like, every season. You know, like, if he... He's obviously going to come back this season, but I hope they don't, like, drag him out. Like, I hope he's just part of a larger plan that apparently this... I don't even know who Dr. Alchemy was. Like, I was excited that it was a mirror because I was like, oh, it's Mirror Master. But,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: no, it's apparently Dr. Alchemy. Well,
0: Mirror Master still could show up this season, apparently. In the back half, most likely. Mm -hmm. Um, But I can also imagine if he does show up at all that they would... Set him up to be next season's villain, as opposed to having him compete with all these other ones going on. And I mean, the crossover is going to have their villain and everything. But before we move into like that relationship between Clarice and (laughs) Doctor Alchemy, I do want to point out one thing that I thought: if you remove the rival from it, in terms of this episode, the writers did a really good job by introducing us to this new timeline that almost really matched the, um, the beats in the pilot episode. And I thought that was really done well because it was so, it, it was just small moments. And like this idea that Barry Allen is afraid to ask Iris out. And we saw that in the pilot episode, only this time it's for different reasons than it was before. Or, How we learn about Kid Flash and then the twister moment and that reference that Cisco has to um, it's kind of like a weather wizard, which was Mm. the villain in the pilot episode. So like all these small nods really added up because the writers, they're trying to make us make everything feel familiar yet different and walk that line. And I thought they did that really well.
2: Oh, oh, I got one, too. Um, when Joe found out that Iris and Barry were going to go out on a yep. lunch date, yep. and he said, do you think it's a good idea dating someone I work with? And it's the mm-hmm. same exact line he said when I, when he found out Eddie and Iris were dating. Right. So that right. was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I didn't even yeah. think about any of that. I just I kind of looked at the episode, like um, the Earth 2 episode, like where it was just kind of like an alternate dimension. I just had that thought, and I was just kind you of see, in enjoying it I guess I didn't that
2: those two earth two episodes were fantastic and that's what I thought was going to happen with this flashpoint I thought we were going to get like two or three episodes out of it and that's what disappointed me because earth two was awesome like those two episodes were great and to me I enjoyed those two episodes more than I enjoyed this episode
0: Right, because you're comparing an episode like in the back half of a season as opposed to this opening episode of the season.
2: I think I just pumped myself so up for Flashpoint uh, that, I don't know, it kind of fell a little short for me. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Everett.
0: No.
1: No, I, I think I did that as well, Carrie. Like, in my mind, this pilot was a completely different thing. Like, I didn't think it was bad, but it's just not how I imagined it, I guess, and that that's my fault, but um, I think it was better than the season two opener episode
2: mm-hmm. for sure
0: yeah, I didn't really I guess I didn't pump myself up for this episode. I don't know why, and I also I don't know how to explain this, but I didn't think about those earth two episodes when I was watching this one. Because for me, the Earth 2 episodes, that was a build-up moment to have them finally cross over after all of this knowledge we learn or all the explanation behind the multiverse. Well, this episode, it's trying to explain to you this idea of how you can create timelines by changing um, these events in your history and what happens in those ripple effects. So I looked at them as different concepts, I guess, so I didn't really view it in that way and also yeah. we got 22 freaking episodes guys I know. how in depth yeah. can they get just to kind of wrap this up one more
2: comment i wonder if it's because Everett, did you ever finish reading the flashpoint comics
1: yeah i've read them
2: something just clicked in my head um that i wonder if it's because everett and i had had read the comics and like i don't know kind of i got the impression from the writers that they were gonna kind of not stick to the comics at all but kind of make this drag out for like two or three episodes
1: well like yeah like because barry was losing his memories and in the comics he doesn't like remember that he's the flash which was like the threat of this episode and so i yeah i definitely could have seen it like dragging out and doing a little bit more like i was expecting it to just be like i knew wally was going to be the flash immediately and I was kind of wanting to see more of that, but we'll just, I don't know. Yeah. It, it'll still be fun. I was just hoping, that th- I, like, I wish they would have gave us, like, a little bit more, like, they get—they did, like, a, a Queen something reference referring to the arrow in it. I was kind of wanting, like, a Robert Queen reference, you know, something, and then maybe show Ray Palmer and, and Felicity together, because that's <laughs> how it would be in that universe, to- Uh,
0: (laughs) well i mean um i I just want to clear up i don't hate comics i don't know why people have that impression of me and actually it was probably then good that i didn't read the books because i didn't go in with extremely high expectations so well it's because every time we bring up comics we hear
1: you go god i fucking (laughs)
0: No, no. I'll explain to you why I did that after we're done recording. And but but see and also I guess it's a different interpretation at the end. For me, I still think Flashpoint is going on, but it sounds like both of you think is think that it's been resolved.
1: No, no, I, I totally get why you think that and I and until it's you know, the corrected universe, it's you could still consider it Flashpoint and um, like I don't know. It's just it it depends on what Barry's gonna have to do if he's gonna have to go back in time again to fix to like punch Ebard Thon again before he switches Wally and Iris at the hospital where they were born or whatever the hell, you know, like I don't know what he did but
0: Well, I, I think it's more that he didn't he needed to go back to when he originally decided to go back in season one. And replace himself with that person, I guess, maybe. I he don't would, know.
1: It would be hilarious. Too many flashes. Too what, many if, flashes. what if he Bard switched Iris and Wally to like get back at Barry because he's like, oh, well, Barry's going to marry Iris and she's the future Mrs. West and now I'm keeping him from finding his love. <laughs> What if Barry and Wally got together? That'd be freaking hilarious.
0: See, that sounds like a corny plan from Malcolm (laughs) Merlin, which entirely could happen considering the reverse Flash and Malcolm Merlin are headed over to Legends of Tomorrow this season to join the Legion of Doom. So, you may see that play out, Everett, and it won't be just in your fan fiction.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool. I forgot Um, about that.
2: At the end, didn't, um, wasn't there an actual picture, though, of and it, like Iris and Joe in the house so mm-hmm. i thought the rift i thought the rift was something that had happened like recently yeah
1: no there I was, was about- there was a picture of Joe Barry and Iris on the on like the coffee table next to the couch so it's not that he like switched them i was just being dumb but he he did something pretty recently but i i don't know what would like he, Joe was just like that's not funny, and then Wally was like, well, you know they're not talking.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Carrie, what did you think about West Allen this episode, and all of the feels? Did you feel it?
2: I I think I've mentioned before that I'm not, um, I don't, like, I'm not on this ship at all. I don't like them together. I don't feel the chemistry. It doesn't show to me on the screen, and this episode was kind
0: of, uh... What about you, Everett? Because I know going into it, you felt the same way, too, about not shipping them. Well, I
1: mean, that was because season two had Patty Spivet, who was a far superior ship with Barry. But I thought, like, this episode <laughs> This episode was good. Sorry.
0: I'm just thinking about their ship name again. Sorry. Continue.
1: Patty Bear, But, um... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just like it, I thought they were okay. I liked the line that she said, like I don't know the what the iris and your timeline would say, but I'd imagine she'd say this. And I liked, I liked that even though he had changed the timeline, she kind of felt that something was off. Like she had a good role in this episode, and I could see myself liking that ship you know, as the season goes on, depending on how she is in the second flashpoint.
0: Right. Because, and for me, going into it, I've never been really a fan of those two together because they, they're they together in the book, so I know that that's where the writers are headed, and it feels just too... um forced for me however in terms of this episode I kept comparing it to that pilot episode and I'm like man if this had been the pilot I would have been on that ship because she didn't play into that stereotype of this love interest who doesn't know who the Flash is and isn't a part of it and she was there helping Kid Flash and then she got confused when Barry was revealed himself but trusted in him that he was still a good guy and everything he was explaining although she didn't necessarily believe it because she had that i don't believe you face when he explained it but still i i really did like their relationship and i liked how it really was that emotional tie that carried this episode and it worked for me so right. i'm curious to see if i'm still saying that same thing by the end of the season but we'll find out
1: there were like two or three sloppy moments just in the whole episode where, like, Barry mm-hmm. Barry was, like, in the middle of jitters and just took off. It's, like, speedster style. Yeah.
0: And I I, right. no one noticed. Yeah, yeah no, no one, one noticed.
1: <laughs> and then when Barry, like, w- you know, brought Wally back to his pad or whatever, and then Iris walks in, and then Barry's just like, how'd you get your powers? And then Wally gives him, like, the whole... Like rundown. I'm like, why is he doing? Like, he doesn't even know who Barry is. Why is he telling him all this stuff? I yeah. There was a few like sloppy like writing mistakes like that, but overall, I liked the episode. I thought it was good.
0: So, is it clear if Barry kidnapped Caitlin or not? Or is he,
2: this? He definitely kidnapped her. <laughs> that
0: was he, he definitely the best kidnapped.
2: That okay. I loved that scene. Yeah. That was, it, I can't like I I every time I see it. And I keep going back to it because it was just hilarious. Um, am Can I being kidnapped? And then, um, Holly, I have San Claire right now. I don't really know if you're kidnapped or not.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think last season we were giving Wally West a hard time. But he was also put in this awkward position with the storyline of being kind of like that... That teenager angst that we all kind of despised, but this yeah. time around he was he was comedic, entertaining, and a badass because he was Kid Flash. So I I, yeah. I definitely like yeah.
2: um, Wally a lot more after this episode. Right. I think they they gave him a chance to kind of shine a little bit, and um, yeah,
1: yeah, he was great in the role of like the wannabe superhero like he was really wanting to be like known as the flash and not kid flash and he was trying his hardest to beat the rival and i like that about him like now i'm hoping that now that we're going back to you know maybe normal wally i'm hoping that he starts to get like his powers pretty early Mm -hmm. because i'd like to see that kid flash wally in more of the season and not like wait half the season before
0: he gets there and because we still don't know if in this new timeline he has his powers or not yet, it would be very interesting to see them him not have it currently, but later on the season get them. And then Barry's perspective on that because he's been in a been on a timeline where Wally didn't have powers, been on a timeline where Wally did and then died or uh-huh. was on the verge of death. So if if Barry's watching this and like. No, you can't drive that car. No, Something's bad going happen or good in a way. So it would be it would be an a cool arc to see Barry's own struggle and perspective on that what and if, if he would interfere or not?
1: What if Barry sets up that whole like car lightning, like chain reaction that makes oh. Wally and the kid flash? Like, what if he like forces that to happen? That would be cool.
0: I couldn't imagine him to force that, though i, I mean, if if, depending on how big of a threat Dr. Alchemy is, he may need assistance. So maybe he would put that in motion now that he has the idea in his head. But i don't I also don't know if he would put Wally West's life at risk, knowing that that's Iris's brother and Joe's son. Like, would he put that life out there?
1: Did Wally get I mean, shocked? Last, uh, end of last season, or was that just Jesse that had like the little no, stack shop? it
0: was both of them. Oh, they God. were ha- hanging out, they were they were flirting in the closet. <laughs> yeah, episode.
1: they were doing <laughs> that. So they, they both. I
0: didn't say that. <laughs> that's only after dark episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that's the Kevin Smith episode. The next one. But Cinemax. We're gonna get a flashback of that. The uh, fan
2: fiction, slash fan fiction. The oh, yeah. uh, title. Yeah. Of the title of the fanfiction is called Flirting in the Closet.
1: Flirting in the Time Capsule. <laughs> Gideon. Records. Where
0: okay, then to wrap up Flash Talk, where is Dr. Alchemy when he's trying to flirt with Claris at the end of the episode? Helen what is
1: Clarice. happening? Um, I it's possible him and Mirror Master are already working together, like he's like got Mirror Master as a flunky. And maybe he was in the mirror like zone or whatever the hell. Like, I don't know. I have no clue. That was
2: that was the creepiest thing I think I've seen on Flash. Well, besides the whole Zoom was pretty creepy. But yeah, no, that was yeah, it was I liked kind of seeing that aspect of Flash, that kind of creepy like you know, in like Arrow we get that kind of like darkness and we don't really get that a lot on the Flash. So I kinda like the the darkness coming into fla- flash so mm-hmm. that worked for me in the end um dr alchemy is pretty off is a pretty awesome villain and mm-hmm. i'm like actually excited to see what version of him is going to be played on the screen
1: yeah so there's like three versions i wikied him but seems like there was, like, what, three versions?
2: <laughs> and one version is actually in the Arrow universe, too. So, I mean, in yeah. my dream world, this would be somehow connected to an Arrow episode. But Well, maybe... can I
0: say what's going to happen in my dream world? Jay Garrick. <laughs> no, 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 that's Everett's. In mine, it's going to totally be Tom Felton at the end of this. I mean, we haven't been introduced to his character yet, but I I think that all signs, especially from what I read about Dr. Alchemy and how he has this Philosopher's Stone, well, Tom Felton is from Harry Potter fandom, and what was the title of the first book? Like, the original title, it was Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Drop the mic. Yes.
1: Isn't it the Sorcerer's Stone?
0: Nope, nope. It was originally titled
1: okay. The Philosopher's Stone. Nerd. All right. I know. So I really want to talk I about that things. blue dress that Felicity Smoke was wearing and Arrow. So we need to get to Arrow. <laughs> all
2: right. Or that skirt. That skirt was, I want that yeah. skirt.
0: All right. Because as <laughs> like it was really fun and kind of annoying at the same time. And I know Carrie also felt this way about the episode to watch Flash and all of the Flashpoint drama play out, and then go into Arrow and also be looking for clues and trying to figure out, well, how is this all affected by what's going on with Barry? So, Carrie, why don't you start can us I, off?
2: Can I first start off by saying how mad I am that they started the season without Oliver running? How, how does that happen? That's what's <laughs> supposed to happen. Like, you, we don't start the first, se- the first episode of a new season of Arrow, unless Arrow... Unless Oliver is running, that's that's the thing. They you did get that.
1: you did get shirtless Ollie beating dudes.
2: No, that that comes later. Now I'm talking about that opening scene. Okay. I needed him running.
0: Everett, what did you think of Arrow and starting off with a non-running episode?
1: Oh man, Felicity's blue dress though. I mean, <laughs> ten out of ten. No, but I, I thought it. I thought it was good. Um, you know, I, I liked. Some of it, and i I thought some of it were a bit weird not but you might you guys might be able to clear up like some of the stuff that I thought was weird because I just finished watching it before we uh started, but I like uh the new bad guys and I like uh, what's his name antonelli the the brat guy bra uh,
2: yeah and,
1: and yeah and totally, I like him he was he was kind of fun um I know you mentioned it was kind of like a big T, Sarah, and I, I kind of feel the same way.
2: i I definitely thought that um we would notice the changes to the timeline. I thought we would have like something changed, but I didn't see it in the episode. and I don't know if it's shown until the next episode and it's really bu- it's really bugging me. yeah, because I saw it. Do you know what I'm talking about, Sarah I saw it oh, on I,
0: I I know completely what you're talking about
2: because I think I went off about it so. They didn't show it in this episode. am I correct?
0: Wait, so what are we talking about? <laughs> the spoiler stuff. All, all of a sudden they're like supposed to show something. what are what what are they're you right. thinking about? because suddenly we're not on the same wavelength.
2: Okay, a baby.
0: Uh, Carrie
1: right? <laughs> okay. Is this Ray Palmer and Felicity's baby?
0: <laughs> no, no, and and see, I don't know how much that is legitimate because my TMZ source, aka she's on the phone call right now hasn't yet to give, give me substantial evidence that that is happening this year i mean i thought that was pure speculation or i didn't send you picture. the picture
2: i didn't <laughs> send you the picture because i couldn't i could yeah um yeah never mind is that, we'll just,
0: is that happening though
2: i saw a picture on twitter and i and people were talking about it on the on my timeline about it
0: Okay. okay, well, I I also was not thinking that if that was going to be part of the this first half of Arrow Season 5, I didn't think that they would talk about it in the very first episode. My idea was that, oh, that's why Felicity's going to be in Central City in Flash Episode 2, because she needs to go talk to her friend Caitlin and have a little checkup.
2: Oh, we're talking about totally different babies, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, God,
1: there's babies everywhere Carrie in this episode.
0: In but for, for me, in terms of this episode, I know Carrie's... I felt Carrie's frustration, too, with this lead-in and knowing that the producers have made it very clear that Flashpoint is going to affect a lot of our central characters and to not fully see that. At the same time, I give them props because... It's your first episode. Why would you give it all away? They've Ooh. done that in the past. You want to build anticipation. This, I mean, you got you got nine episodes to get through before climax. Everett, don't think dirty thoughts now.
1: Dirty, <laughs> am blue drift. <laughs>
0: <I'm> so, <sorry. laughs> so I, I get, I get why they held all of those cards close to their chest and they didn't play them all at once. And I actually kind of appreciated that. I also really liked. And this is kind of, kind of going to, I don't know how this is going to be taken, but I thought that this episode did a really good job about focusing on Oliver and where he is. Uh. We got, and how they use the other characters around him to kind of say, no, 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 this is where your central character is. And also then going into the flashbacks and how that was shown like, this is where he was way back when when you met him to begin with, and this is coming full circle and everything. So I thought that they did a good job with that narrative that, for, for all intents and purposes, has been hit and miss on Arrow for the past two, two seasons. And part of the reason why it hasn't been as loved as it was in the past.
1: Right. Yeah, no, I yeah. like that. I was going to say, like, I, like, I liked... How they kind of did like I'm glad they showed Diggle. Like I would have been upset if they hadn't done that that small, you know, Skype conversation with Diggle. And it was interesting to see Thea's whole thing because I was just uh, like I didn't. Yeah, yeah, well, I yeah, like I felt kind of the same way. I was just like, really, like seriously, you, you just don't want to go out there and killing people. But then it kind of paid off in the end when she yelled at Oliver. Um, yeah.
0: I love Thea this episode. I thought she was yeah. in a really cool place did, and a different she, place.
2: She didn't want to go out and save her brother. And how how through the whole all these episodes of Arrow, what has been like number one priority for Oliver has always been: I must do this for Thea. I must do this for Thea. I have to do this for Thea. And she was like, eh, do I really want to put on a suit and go rescue my brother? No, eh, if I have to, I suppose like." It was just weird.
0: So, so for the record, though, she did go out and save her brother, and eventually. then he he demonstrate. Eventually, I mean, it wasn't that long. She didn't like go to Central City in between the whole kidnapping. <laughs>
2: didn't she didn't, that.
0: right? No. Like I, it was a pretty quick turnaround. I mean, she felt backed in a corner, and she didn't want to be on the sidelines, so she went out. And then, in that very same rescue mission, she was shown by her brother exactly why she wants to hang up her hood and make that decision for her choice, her herself. I mean,
2: it, I mean, it wasn't. She didn't really react. It took a little, a little like while for her to go finally put on the suit and go rescue her brother. It was a conversation with Lance that kind of inspired the whole thing. But like, I mean, her first instinct as a sister should have been like, regardless of how I feel, I'm suiting up for my brother because he has risked his life multiple times for me. And that just didn't sit right with me. I mean, yeah, you're right. she, She did go out and save him. And then, you know, she was completely legitimate in her conversation with him when she was yelling at him for killing people. I, that Yeah, I mean, I like that part of Thea, but it just didn't sit right with me that it wasn't her first instinct to go save her brother.
1: I did like, mm-hmm. though, that, like, her... Like, she was... It was almost like she was physically trying to come up with alternatives. Like, when Lance mm-hmm. came in to ask her, you know, for help, she was just like, well, can you call someone? Like, instead of being right. like, I'm gonna go... She, like, she pretty much used all of the... Alternatives that she could come up with in her mind before suiting up. Like, suiting up was her last. Like, she wanted, if she could solve it any other way, she was going to, but, you know, she wasn't going to let him die.
0: No. And I also don't think she ever, that thought even entered her mind to a degree because part of the reason why Oliver ran for mayor and wanted to be mayor is because he can take care of himself. Hmm.
1: Um,
2: Speaking of Lance real quick, I have an interesting interesting, uh, theory to pose. I I know, you know, like, a part of the reason why Lance relapsed and started drinking again was because of his grief over Laurel, but do we think the breakup of um, Donna and Lance and also his return to alcoholism could be a flashpoint side effect? Does anyone think that?
0: No. I
1: don't okay. know. Like, well, <laughs> I like how you guys are both, like, because of your Twitter feeds, you're just, like, already decided on this. Like... Oh, no, I
0: mean, I... No, that's Carrie, fair. it sounds like, thinks that's the case. I don't. I, I. What are your thoughts?
1: Was I the only one that rolled my eyes whenever, like, they did the whole Lance is now alcoholic again thing? Yeah, I'm really tired of, like, alcoholics on Arrow. Like, I, I mean, I know they need to be represented in some shows, but I just, I feel well, like he went alcoholic after Sarah died and Laura went alcoholic after, like, someone died. I don't know. I just, I'm tired of it. Like, they need they can do something different with his character, and I think they're going to now that he's kind of, like, this task force insider guy that... yeah you know, sits in the watchtower and gives them commands. Like, that's cool. Like, I like that Lance. He He's, he looks pretty good with a beard too. So Lance is okay. In my book right now.
0: I, I didn't roll my eyes. I don't know why I, I did a lot of eye rolling whenever Laurel's legacy was brought up, but <laughs> that's very biased opinion. I, however, I did for, the the grief issues that were occurring with everyone sort of worked at the same time for me. And I, I can't exactly pinpoint why that was, but just in terms of trying to associate that with where Oliver is and why he, why he has gone uh, like very much in the opposite direction. Like the whole, we've seen Lance like um, relapse in his alcoholism before yes i agree with that point we've also seen um oliver be a relapse killer before too because his life sucks and that's what we're witnessing again so i think like those two comparisons and similarities kind of played off each other well because it wasn't until oliver saw um quentin finally come back and finally be like, you know what, I don't want to embarrass my daughter anymore. And I'm going to help you. I'm going to make this work again and have something to live for because I love the city too. And that inspired Oliver to really start moving forward. And I thought that was cool. And I mean, their relationship has changed so much over the seasons that to bring us back to this point where they're both backsliding but they're not blaming one another for it like in terms of Arrow I have to compare it again like how I did with the Flash season premiere where this reminded me a lot of the pilot episode and how how at the same time things are headed back down to the old pattern that we've seen play out before and yet these characters have changed so their choices at the end of the episode are really telling of how they've come um and they've grown over the course of four seasons
1: did anyone else roll their eyes when Oliver killed a guy and we were just like Psh, we're so sick we get all of Oliver killing guys
0: no, 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 just, I, I just actually, me and Thea. I enjoyed kidding. it. I encouraged, yeah, we yeah. encouraged <laughs> it. I thought I was I, excited. I was, yeah, I was excited
1: yeah. when that happened too. But we're just terrible people. He was a bad cop, though, and yeah, I don't know.
0: Self defense, and no one can so, know a secret, guys. So, did anyone come up with any Flashpoint
2: um, side effects in Star City, or no?
1: Here's one.
2: Mine seems to be shot down.
1: Oliver can dislocate his thumbs now, and in none of the other seasons when he was tied up, he could do that. Boom.
2: I like that one. one. Heads
1: blown. No, you guys just realized that I was just revealing a fact. He's been tied up so many times before.
0: (laughs) To actually answer your question, unlike Everett, I don't think we were meant to see any flashpoint side effects in this episode i think we're that's down the roads because if if the writers wanted us to focus on the other characters this would have been a very different episode than what it was they really wanted to bring back the focus and the attention to oliver who from what i've heard isn't really impacted by flashpoint it's a lot of the Ancillary characters like Diggle and Felicity, who are going to be the ones impacted by Flashpoint, so they're they're holding that back because they really wanted to start with Oliver, where the story really began.
1: Well, mm. the the only thing that I would Much consider to
0: carries disappointment. There. Yeah,
1: the only thing that I could guess is a flashpoint effect is a generic guy number three who was rubbing, <laughs> f- rubbing Felicity's shoulders, who's apparently like her boyfriend and maybe possible baby daddy from this Detective thing. Detective
0: Malone about. and has very tiny hands.
1: Yeah, he's Trump's son, but oh. his... poor
0: Tyler Ritter, poor guy.
1: <laughs> right. no, he did but... not
0: know what he was signing on for to be Felicity's boyfriend in season five. Poor, but I mean, it's. If...
1: If Barry didn't date Felicity, like I could see something with her changing. Cause he definitely dated her for like an episode or two. And then
0: the, the best theory that i read coming out of um, this episode. And I, I forget who wrote it, but, um, and I, Carrie probably saw this too, was that Felicity's undercover mm-hmm. because that, Generic guy number three is also Detective Malone, who works for Star City PD, and we oh. know that there's a lot of corruption going on in Star City. So that that's kind of like, and that's why it was such a random moment, and that it, they put it there at the very end because there was also deliberate choice for them not to talk about Elicity, not to bring up their relationship until the phone call with Daigle, and for Felicity, not really talk about herself. I mean, Felicity's whole purpose this episode was really to encourage Oliver to make friends, as she so lovely explained it. Um, And it wasn't really about her storylines, so that was reserved for the end to kind of tease it, moving forward to speculate, well, who is that guy? Why is she with them? Why are they there? At the same time, it did come out of nowhere. I won't argue against that, but I think that was a deliberate choice.
1: Well, she does know, like, undercover doesn't mean, like, under actual covers. Because he was totally in her, like, penthouse apartment. Wow.
2: He had a key.
1: Yeah, like, that's that's very undercover if that's the actual case. Like, she's like, I'm going to get in with these cops. I'm going to bang one of them to, to secure my undercover position like that's I
0: mean I I, yeah I didn't say I fully believed it I thought it was a really good idea and a possibility and I like it because I would have never guessed that but yeah yeah, there are some also some things that could put doubt but Carrie what are your thoughts
2: um I'm sorry I
0: you can't talk about it it's too hard I know
2: (laughs) um no I'm sorry I was
1: I know I mean Felicity needs to be a threat (laughs)
2: What would you guys have done if it was Ray rubbing his shoulders? I do apologize to the both of you and to the listeners. I was trying to find that um, piece of evidence that I had started talking about in the beginning of this Arrow segment. And I realized that we're not going to see it till next week. And now I'm sad that I can't talk about it. So, sorry. I've ruined everything.
1: (laughs) Answer my question, Carrie. What would you have done if the guy rubbing Fluffy shoulders was Ray Palmer?
2: (laughs) I would have been a lot. I would (laughs) have... been happier if it was Ray Palmer than boy with skinny hands. Skinny Like the boy had the tiniest hands I've ever seen in the world. Like and they were so skinny. He's such a little I don't oh ugh. How do you go from like Oliver Queen rubbing your shoulders to like this dude with skinny dude with skinny hands like let me give you a back rub.
1: It's like you wanna come help me trim my beard.
2: I mean, it's just this is so out of character for. I can't. I'm going to go on. This is so out of character for Felicity. To date a cop?
0: What? What? <laughs> why? Wait, why is that out of character? I'm curious.
2: She She works for the. Well, I mean, she. She dates
0: superheroes. It's not that. It's not too far removed.
2: Well, for, it's not like the vigilantes and the police department have a very friendly relationship. She's doing a legal thing. She's computer hacking. I mean, like, why would you date a cop if you're doing illegal things?
0: Well, because you're undercover, obviously. <laughs> no. I don't know. I have no explanation for this. I, I seriously don't. But if you do find that piece of evidence, because I honestly have no idea what you're talking about when you bring that up please I ha- direct message it to me. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it to you later. Well, not, like, I mean, soon later. Okay. Not, like, later, later, later.
0: Right. So how about then we move, move back and talk about an aspect of this episode that I I hope everybody enjoyed as much as I did, but the bratva flashbacks.
1: Yeah. Yay. That was the strong point for me.
0: Why was it so strong?
1: Well, I just, I don't know. This is, like, like I've always enjoyed Ollie. Like, I know some people had a problem with, like, last season's flashbacks, but... Mm-hmm. And I and I always call flashback Oliver Ollie. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: I liked... Like, I, you know, we've been waiting since, what, season two for the Bratva? And season one,
0: I would argue.
1: S- season one, yeah, when he goes to, like, that garage. But mm-hmm. Anatoly, like, was immediately, like, my favorite character of the episode. And then... I don't know. It's just fun to see just... Kind of like a mob theme to the flashbacks. I I think I'm going to like it a lot.
0: Why? In terms of this episode, like we... Okay. You just talked about how the flashbacks haven't really worked in the most recent seasons of Arrow. And I think we can all agree about that. But why did it work so well do you think this time around, even though we we have this anticipation for them, but still you can anticipate something and be disappointed, as we were just finished talking about a few disappointments. So why do you think it worked this? And Carrie, you can also answer this question.
1: Well, I think for this episode, it was just a very like it wasn't coming from something. It was kind of a standalone beginning. And it was very clear of what was happening. Like, Oliver is about to get shot, and then, you know, Anatoly saves him. And, you know, I don't know, like, just the whole, like, the direction of the flashpoint is very clear. And I feel like it was moving as well. And I feel like in the past few seasons, especially the last one, it kind of went real slow. And then sometimes the direction that they were heading in was very unclear. And I I don't know, like, I know it's hard to judge because we've only seen one episode so far of these flashbacks, but I'm hoping that they keep up the pace.
2: Here's the thing. We have been wondering since season one, I mean, we all remember when season one, when Oliver first came home, when Oliver first started his mission as, you know, quote, unquote, the hood. How did he become that soldier? How did he become so dark and so controlled and so um what's the word i'm looking for like he didn't have any mercy when he killed didn't have... thank you ruthless now because the last couple seasons of flashbacks we've seen this like you know sort of badass oliver queen but not that hardened soldier that came home that stranger that person that had that no light in his eyes
0: Soul so purpose
2: I, you know we've well, I don't know as a viewer, I've been wondering like how 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 did that happen? And now that I mean we all kind of came to the assumption that it was due to, you know, Russia and the Bratva, and this is exciting because now we get to see, we get to go on this journey with Oliver and see how he became the soldier. And then relate it back to how he how he is now with his, you know, just random killing. So, that's what I think I was the most excited and anxious for is because the end of season four, we still saw in the flashbacks that Oliver was you know, he wasn't a hardened person. He still had a heart and
1: yeah. I don't know. Well, he did I, snap Tiana's neck.
2: Well
0: I mean yeah. at, he killed a lot of people in season four.
1: I think like leaving it mm-hmm. off at him having to kind of mercy kill Tyana I think that kind of caused him, like, you know, opening up with him, like, in an actual, like, mob, Russian mob fight club was kind of a nice kind of jump to because it's like, this is kind of where, like, he kind of blames himself, you know, maybe he kind of regrets having to kill her even though, you know, he didn't really have a choice, but... Now
0: he's in Russia trying to uphold a promise he made to her.
1: Yeah, and I I really like that jump, and so I think that's kind of exciting as well. Just you know.
0: I think it was cool how the book got brought up in the flashbacks. Yeah, um, give me when book. he was bring me the uh, list. Give me the book. Yeah, the the list that goes goes back to when we first were introduced to him and what his mission was and then to have that tie in with the flashbacks and then it also juxtaposes itself with present-day Oliver as he's going back to to that place again and you could see him teetering on that edge because he doesn't want to have this crew that Felicity and Curtis are trying to assemble to put themselves out there and try to protect the city because he sees what it does to people and he also knows that there's a chance they might not come back at the end of the day and he doesn't want to hurt anybody else. So he feels like, again, it has to be the solo mission when the reality is it's, it's a big city and it's everybody's city. So there can be all sorts of vigilantes. So I think... I think that was really cool how that was used. and then not to mention I mean we've we know Robert Queen is coming back, so anytime you mention the book and this episode is called Legacy. So uh, I think it's really gonna be interesting to see how, how how this episode keeps tying itself back to the first season or how this season keeps tying itself back into the first season, um, especially through the bratva flashbacks and that idea of finally seeing the Oliver we met at the very beginning juxtaposed to how far he's come. Since You the- know what I
2: um, actually forgot to mention in the beginning of this when we first started talking about the beginning of the episode was Lonnie Machen. I, I love right. Anarchy's like my favorite character and I really think they need to use him more just because he's he's that like perfect mix of comedy and danger like it's he adds a little like it's a little more interesting when you see him and Oliver you know go back and forth with each other you know because he has these little quips and little things that he says and I love him.
0: Well, he's he, my favorite. He's he's one of the few villains in this show who has really stuck around and is not overused. I.e., Malcolm Merlin. And so the how sparingly they use him. I didn't even expect to see him this episode, and then boom, he showed up, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. But that's a character who needs is going to be the one probably to later on in the season bring bring back. Um, the into speedy because that's really her antagonist and
2: yeah
0: so I, I'm that's I'm placing my bets there but shout um, out
2: to um, Alex Calvert I love you thank
1: you I, I was a bit, <laughs> bit disappointed the see anarchy to be honest like I I would have liked them to save him. You know, for a little bit later in the season, just because we knew that he escaped or disappeared at the end of the last season, it would have been nice to kind of wonder where he was instead of just opening with him. But you know, I I was glad to see him, but I think it they could have used him a bit better.
0: well Yeah, well, they had a lot of villains to set up, and yeah. oddly enough, I it, it feel like. Flash has the opposite problem of Arrow, where Flash has too many heroes sometimes and Arrow has too many villains, yeah. that's just a weird um, perspective, but because I was disappointed by Tobias Church, I really? to say. He, he did not work as much as I wanted him to for me. Also, I know he's not the big bad this year, so I'm like, "Oh, I, you're gonna stick around and then go away." So that's cool. You're gonna be the new Jay Garrick, but why? Why are you so surprised by that, Carrie?
2: I just the I I don't know. I was abs- I was captivated by him, the way he just kind of like made the appearance, and you know that scene where he he assembles all the. Um, Not all the bad guys, but, you know, all the sort of low-level criminals in Star City. And he groups them all together. And he said, you know, we all need to band together. And, you know, gives us his speech and then just has someone randomly shot. And I was captivated by him. Like, when he was on screen, I was focused solely on him. He came across, like, strong and evil. And I don't know. Like, he wasn't even intimidated by the Green Arrow at all. Like, not in the least.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think Kerry. I think, like he's a great actor, anyways. Just from watching The Walking Dead, like I was yeah. excited to see him. But
0: and The Wire.
1: Yeah, and The Wire. Sorry. And and I honestly, this goes to DC, but I honestly think it's because I've been watching so much Luke Cage that I kind of just felt like he was, he was just another awesome like gangster mob villain. And I was kind of excited to see it. I was just like, "Damn, Aaron needs Luke Cage to come in here and help him."
0: You know, <laughs> m- maybe it had the opposite effect for me because I also just watched Luke Cage, and I don't think anybody's going to be as cool as Cough Mouth again. But that's yeah. just my preference. Well, so yeah. it's it's a high bar. So maybe I'm just like, "Oh, that's, that's they really did set cute. a high bar." I think. Yeah, I do so-
2: um, I always get kind of like excited on pa- podcasts when uh, we all view things differently because it's like you get to see someone else's viewpoint on it. Mm-hmm. I automatically would have thought that you were all in with Tobias Church and
0: yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, the one the one thing he has going for him is that he the way they used him and just also how this episode was written is that the action i i've i've never been a big fan of arrow action but i have to say this episode was pretty Mm. pretty awesome i'm pretty sure they
1: heard our podcast because that scene where they were (laughs) him and lonnie were fighting like in that giant warehouse with like the chinese like lit symbols behind that was like straight from daredevil
0: yeah there there was just a lot of great moments um too many to count and maybe and i also feel like that's part of the reason why by the end of it you're still quite left like wait what's going on because you have all of these um long extended action sequences and then a little bit chit chat here a little bit chit chat there but not too much exposition to make us realize what all of our characters are doing and where they all are but just enough so i i felt like I felt like that's part of the reason why, like I said before, it's a giant tease for the season. It's not really much of a standalone episode, but I'm I glad also didn't we, think it was oh, bad.
2: I'm glad we got back that uh, sexual tension that we had in the last half of season one and season two between Oliver and Felicity that mm-hmm. like kind of those, um,
0: married that ten- unofficially. Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: That, and that like season three, it was all very kind of sadness, but like, the end of season one and the whole entire season two between the two of them it was like the, the looking and the touching and the in the conversations and i was kind of glad to get back to that like you know tension even though i would have preferred it if they were together but that's right my, that's my elicity heart speaking
0: pounding yeah and I guess one of the re- and uh, one of the reasons why Tobias Church didn't really do much for me was that I am so curious about Prometheus. Um, I really hope that his reveal is not to be Jay Garrick. It's a good <laughs> chance it might be because anytime somebody shows up in a mask, there's a high possibility.
1: <laughs> See, I didn't realize <laughs> that was anyone special. Like I was like, okay, is that Komodo again? All right, or-
0: so. Let's
2: Go right ahead, now, sorry. right now we rule out Tommy Marlin. I no know. Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: I mean, officially rule out to, uh, Tommy Marlin. There's no way.
0: He's, he's too busy in Chicago right now. I'm yeah. Just, so we have
2: to. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Everett.
1: I was going to like, I don't know. Like, I thought he was Komodo, but the voice that they used for him was really dumb. Like, it didn't work for me
2: his little voice module module how do you say that modulator yeah,
1: modulator uh yeah. it didn't sound good i don't think
2: um so i officially rule out tommy merlin i officially rule out malcolm merlin there's unless we have another merlin which that's a possibility um
1: it'll be laurel
0: laurel is coming back <laughs>
1: yeah it's...
0: That was awesome i love it <laughs> why why are you ruling out malcolm merlin
2: um Because that would be an awfully stupid thing for them to do, number
1: one.
2: And number two, um, I do know that John Barrowman has, like, tons of stuff going on right now. uh, Other than, you know, his acting on the DC shows. So I know, like, he's going to be busy with The Legend of Doom, like, making random appearances on Arrow. Okay. um, Okay. No, no, that's... I mean, like, I think if they if it is Malcolm Merlin, I'm going to have to eat my words and I will officially possibly not. I mean, that would be awful. That would be a stupid thing to do. Okay,
0: (laughs) who else are you ruling out? Um, Slade Wilson. No, that's not going to happen. Okay.
2: someone suggested Isabel Rochev, which I'm going to rule out right now.
1: It's Ray Palmer's uh, okay. twin
0: brother. You, okay, so so I think we've ruled out enough people. Do you have a theory that you're working on currently about who it is and not who it's not? I have a not?
2: theory that's not my own. Okay, go ahead. Um, You're going <laughs> to tell me the name of the Tumblr account. Um, it's Oliver, Oliver Ant or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Say the right name. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's Oliver and Verdant. Consuming. There's no, Together. There's no pro-
1: promoting here.
0: There's
2: a theory going around that, and I think you've heard it, Sarah, that it is one of the Reston children. Do you remember the Royal Flush game? Uh, Derek Rustin was the father, and he had two oh, sons. Oh,
0: my about that one. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, Kyle and someone else. And Kyle is the son that died. And there's another son and a mother who went to prison. The title of their episode that they were in was called Legacies.
0: I I knew that they had used like the legacy title before. I forget what forgot what episode. But yeah, uh, I do remember. It's
2: season one, episode six. Right. Um, so this Tumblr account, Oliver Ant, which I'm not saying correctly, had a theory that it is someone having to do with Derek Reston. Which I'm completely behind this. It's a child. It is a child of someone in season one, and I've gone through a lot. I've done a lot of research on season one people on the list, and I don't know. I have a feeling it has something to do with Derek Reston.
0: So, so I'm all for that. I like this idea of tying somebody affected by one of the one of the deaths that by Oliver's hands in season one. I like that idea. My my one argument would be, though, that, correct me if I'm wrong, but Tobias Church is also going to have a tie-in to somebody, like, he mentions his brother this episode. So I think, like, he has a unique tie-in to um, Oliver's past crimes, too. So I don't know if they would double up on having both Prometheus and Tobias Church their vendettas to be associated with Oliver in that way twice. So I don't know. They want, might. because. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Everett.
1: I want church to be related. The baron reader.
0: Writer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Whatever.
0: Not reader. Writer. Writer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and then my, my other, my other thoughts are that there are two, two people who were casted long, long time ago. Who did not appear in this episode? So I'm very suspicious about them um, because, and I forget who they were, but we did not see. One them. of the, one part. of
2: the one of the character one of the actors I don't know his name, but he was just recently in Blind Spot in Grey's yeah. Anatomy and something yeah. else.
0: That's like, who I think it is.
2: <laughs> his name is um I don't know, but he was like a bit character in those shows.
0: So I can totally picture his face. I do not know his name. Yeah. And do you re- do you know who he was cast as though? Because I can't even remember his character they, name.
2: They said someone was cast as Ragman.
0: Ragman, Prometheus, Tomato, Tomato. Okay, cool.
2: Yeah, that's what I mean. Because if you think about Prome- Prometheus's outfit, Costume, it was a little yeah. raggy. It was is- just a little bit of rags. <sighs>
1: He was on the rag but
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyways. It, but... Looks like it, it looks like he was like and... sewing together his costume while he was
0: and then we didn't see Adrian chase um, yeah um, whose actual superhero name is the vigilante so we haven't seen him yet either so both of those actors and characters are suspect for me to the play best into
1: this. part of the episode for me was the parachute arrow like
0: okay. Everett um, Excuse me, that's your second best part of the episode. Full City's Blue Dress.
1: Well, yeah, when she kicked off her shoes and I thought she was gonna take <laughs> her dress off was the best part.
0: <laughs> but, but yeah, no,
1: like every time they add one of air, like Green Arrow's trick arrows to the show, like I get really excited.
0: I
2: what kind of conversation do you think that was between like Oliver from listening? He was like, just as a backup, I'm gonna need a parachute arrow, like. That would have been a hilarious conversation to listen in on. And she was like, all right, let me think if I can do this. And then she <laughs> calls Cisco. And then, like, I mean, I don't know. It was just crazy. Like, how did, I don't know. I loved it. But it was like, how did that come about? Like, I want to know. Like, Felicity like, being
0: bored now that she's like, no longer CEO.
2: It's like that <laughs> other arrow. The, uh, oh, I can't remember.
0: Boxing some, left.
2: Yes. That that was another one that I was like, what, con- what kind of conversation was that? Like, was he just doing shots of vodka and like hey you know what I need a boxing glove arrow like well, I
0: don't know that that didn't happen like that trick error arrow was him being crafty in the field It wh- he didn't like go in with the b- boxing glove arrow not in that episode it w- it's just how because they were fighting in a boxing ring area yeah know, what are those called but, but yeah so
2: you were Sounds right. Th- a, it was at a gym. Yeah, you were right. Yeah. But, anyways, my whole point of this rant was that, like, I would love to see these little, like, comedic conversations between Felicity and Oliver and Cisco, and you know, like, how these arrows come about. That's all I meant to say, and I said too much. I was just excited. It's By the
0: Arrow.
1: Way, I'm on IMDb right now for this episode, and the the trivia for this episode is this is the highest rated episode of Arrow since late season four.
0: No, it's the lowest.
1: No, it says the oh. highest, but it's the just... rated. Yeah, rated
0: or viewers watch because it's the lowest <laughs> um, watch it's... season premiere.
1: Right, but it it's just really dumb because it says late season four, and it's like no shit, late season four was like the episode that came before this one. What do you think's gonna happen? Then, well, you guys know what's gonna happen in the next episode. Who is not
0: No. <laughs> Evelyn we Sharp. have is that, ideas.
2: Is that
1: fake canary?
2: Yes. Wait, are, okay. Well, yeah.
1: I'm looking up. What do the, you,
2: Carrie? Right? Do you want to say something? Laurel's deathbed wish. We didn't talk about that. That that we have another black canary.
1: Yeah.
0: But...
1: <laughs> well, so, I mean, he let fake canary go at the end of the last season. That's. I guess we can just assume that's why he hasn't like gone after her, right? Fake Canary's
2: coming back though. She's coming back as Artemis.
1: Is she? I didn't know that either. I don't know. I don't know. Like,
2: I don't know. Do you think that someone else is going to shoot up as the Black Canary? We've
0: already admitted Everett does not know what is going to happen on Arrow. (laughs) (laughs) I can potentially answer that question though, but Everett does not know.
1: So, no. go for it, sir. I don't know.
0: My thoughts on Laurel coming back. I, I saw the article that lit up Twitter a few days ago about this, and all I have to say in response is that we knew Laurel was coming back because Katie Cassidy signed a deal with Berlanti the entire scope. Like, she has the same deal that John Barrowman does. She's going to appear on all the shows in different capacities. She is not a regular. So I don't, I didn't interpret Wendy um, Markle's interview responses as her indicating that, yeah, Katie Cassidy is coming back as a series regular. And I don't think that's the case um, because of our knowledge about this other deal that she signed. I think that we are going to see Laurel down the line in different ways. We have the giant crossover coming back and from, are coming up and from what i understand about the villain in that episode is that their powers have affect metahumans and we know, we've met um, Laurel Lance from Earth 2 Black Siren who's a metahuman so that may be that character may come back into this flashpoint universe as a different version of Laurel yet again so I think maybe that's what's being hinted at down the line there's always room for flashbacks um I think it actually does make a little bit of sense to include her in the 100th episode she was a series regular for a few seasons um a very important character and so why the heck not um but I also do not believe that they are bringing her back to stay um in terms of Arrow
1: wouldn't it be hilarious if she was on the Legion of like super villains, just as Laurel Lance, not as like Black Siren or anything? She's just. Hey, I, I have, crying.
0: I have, I have always wanted to see Laurel Lance versus or Black Canary versus White Canary. I mean, that's really what I was looking for in season three when Laurel was first becoming Black Canary. So the, they didn't deliver that. So I really hope that this time around they do. They certainly people, have a potential. To. People
2: have been hinting that felicity could become black canary
0: no don't want it don't need it i don't
2: want it it. i don't want it either at all never know but like people i've seen people on twitter that are suggesting it and no that's i want felicity to stay felicity but i have a feeling that we are going to get another canary i just have a gut feeling that we are going to get a I don't think it's going to be Katie Cassidy. I think we have another canary coming. I think I don't know if it could be Artemis if she's going to change her, you know, superhero name. I wow. don't know, but them that that the way that they brought that deathbed wish into this and it hinted at something, and I'm not completely sure what it's going to be.
0: It's gonna it's gonna factor in when um, my idea about Black Siren. Coming back in a different form with like a different like not so bad, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I have a feeling that that encounter with Oliver, it's going to relate back to Laurel and what her last words to Oliver were.
1: I just saw a photo for episode eight, and it got me really excited. It's
2: going to be is an a, awesome is it, episode. Is it a dress? Is that someone no, wearing a dress?
1: There's a red cape. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. super excited, I,
2: I, I'm gonna send you that gift later. Yeah. That's yeah. a
1: that's it's, a ship it's... that I'm gonna be on so hard.
0: Wait, right. whoa. All right, guys, come on. <sighs> so <laughs> simmer down now. Alright, so I think I think we're gonna close it out here. Before we get on to Twitter tangents, um, mm-hmm. please tweet us your thoughts um at Cena Nerd. And you can find Matt there. And um, if you tweet him, flash and arrow predictions, always include the hashtag, hashtag poor Matt. And Carrie, why don't you tell people where they can find you?
2: Care Bear Crew.
0: Okay. And Everett, what about you?
1: The Everett.
0: Still sticking with that. All right. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at SJ Belmont at SJBELMONT um please go to the to read about all of our geeky opinions on comics games tv and film rate subscribe and comment comment on gww radio and scene a nerd itunes feed i don't know why my voice is breaking um and on that note i'm just gonna say good night and geek out you're welcome